All right, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to the seventh episode of the second season of the Hard Thought Podcast. My name is Hafiz, and today we're going to be continuing our deep dive into emotional intelligence by summarizing the book Emotional Intelligence 2.0. And today's focus will be on social awareness strategies. So, without further ado, let's get started. Hey, yo, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Don't make this complicated What about the time we wasted on our love, on our love I can't keep the things we traded Alright, welcome, welcome back. Let's jump right into it. I uh, just want to start off with a quick reminder of what the um, four levels of emotional intelligence are. So, um, there is... Sorry, okay. Four levels of emotional intelligence. Self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. Today, we're going to be doing a deep dive into social awareness and how you could go about achieving it. Alright, so let's jump right into it. Okay, number one. Greet people by name. It's a people-like acknowledgement of hearing you say their real names. Alright, um... Yes, uh, your your name is the one identity that you attach to yourself. And when someone recognizes that identity that you attach to yourself, um, they feel special. That's what it is. Um, so calling someone by their name is definitely a good way of um, building rapport. It's a good way of honestly getting people to like you as well. Because, you know, you make them feel special about it. That's what it is. So, yeah, it's great. Number two, um, watch body language. So does the person make good eye contact? Does their smile appear sincere? Do they appear relaxed or tense or fidgety? The nonverbal communication cues are probably the most important thing they need to pay attention to because someone will signal more in their nonverbal cues than they will in their verbal cues. So for instance, if someone is in a situation where they're uncomfortable, right? Most people are not comfortable enough speaking up so what they'll do when they feel uncomfortable is you'll see little signs of of maybe um they're turning away from you right if they were sitting and if they were sitting facing you they're, they're gonna start turning away from you if um their their tone is gonna significantly decrease they're gonna try to speed up and finish up conversations quickly um they're gonna you're gonna see them maybe shaking a little bit um they're definitely not gonna be holding eye contact so it's important to look at uh, body language in terms of their body language as they are speaking with you and notice the change and, you know, as change occurs, um, adjust your statement accordingly, assuming you're, you know, trying to make a really, really good point here. Um, but also another thing to add is to pay attention to your body language because they are also paying attention to your nonverbal communication cues. And if they sent something, whether accidentally or intentionally, or if they sent something from you, and let's say you accidentally did it and you didn't intentionally do it, but if they sense it, they're going to automatically assume they did something wrong, and then they're going to start feeling bad. Um, so pay attention to your nonverbal communication cues as well, and then, um, yeah, just um, adjust accordingly. Make sure you're not sending the wrong signals. Obviously, it'll happen from time to time, and that's okay but uh, generally try not to send the wrong signals. Number three, make timing everything. 
Right? So avoid asking a person for something when you can tell they're angry or under a lot of stress. I love this one so much. Okay. There's a time and place for everything, but but how do you identify the time and place for everything? This is the question, right? Um, if someone is not in a state where they're able to... Um, what's the right term here? Where they're able to rationally think about a solution or potential options or opportunities don't bring up anything that requires um, the use of the brain especially if it's a completely different topic right um so someone is under a lot of stress the word the last thing you should be doing in a situation like that is adding more stress to them because adding more stress to them all that's going to do is cause them to feel overwhelmed it's going to cause them to feel as if um, they have way too much to do. And then what you're going to notice is when someone feels overwhelmed, they're not going to be anywhere near as productive. In fact, they might just completely shut off. And if they completely shut off, you're doing you and them a disfavor um, by by adding that additional stress. So it's important to know when uh, is the right time to, to bring up things and whatnot. Um, so again, if someone is in a uh, is under a lot of stress or is angry or um, is feeling down, feeling depressed. Um, try not to add things that will further that, but rather try and help them to get out of it. And then once they're, I'm going to use this term, even though I don't think it's the best term, but it's all I could think of right now. Once they're more stable, then that's when you want to bring up um, things that could will go in either direction. Uh, so yeah, timing is extremely, extremely important. Number four, develop Develop a back pocket question. I have a question to ask in case a conversation lags. Avoid questions about potentially sensitive topics. This really, really, really helps with um, staying engaged with uh, people, especially people you don't know. Because especially people you don't know are people who are unwilling to open up. With either of those people, right? Because in, in either of those situations, uh, you're going to come to a dead end real quick. Because you're going to maybe you open up, you tell you talk about your part they're not going to feel quite comfortable um so they're not going to really you know talk about they're not going to really dive deep into it per se right so because of that um you need to have questions that you ask people just in case uh there's nothing to talk about or just the question dies right one of the questions that i have in the back burner myself and uh, a lot of you probably heard this actually it's, uh, I'd ask them, hey, which one do you prefer, pasta or pizza? And it's taken me pretty far, I'm not even going to lie. Um, but that, that's, that's a question that sparks conversation. That's an example of a question that you could just have at the back of your mind. So whenever you find that there's nothing to talk about, bring that up and you have a discussion right away. Right? And then, honestly, any would you rather type a question that isn't too sensitive, um, because not many people are comfortable dealing with sensitive situations like this. Those are the type of questions that you want to ask, or that you want to have um, on your back pocket, basically. All right, number five, don't take notes at all meetings. Well, in a meeting where people interact, avoid taking extensive notes. Instead, focus on watching people's body language. Yeah, um, if everyone's talking and they're interacting, and you're just out here writing notes, and you're not engaging in um, the the conversation, then you're doing yourself a disservice. 
couple things. People could either assume that um, you're not comfortable or unable to communicate. They could also make the assumption that you're, I don't know, maybe like too forgetful or something like that. But the the idea is, um, what you what you what you want to do is engage in the conversation with everyone. You who knows? You might come up with a wonderful idea as well, right? But you do need to engage with them in that sense. Number six, plan ahead for social gatherings. Okay, on an index card, list who will be at the event along with any talking points you want to use. Also, list anything you agreed to bring, so you don't forget. I'm gonna be honest. I like spontaneous events, um, activities, and whatnot. However, it's probably a better idea to plan ahead in terms of when get in terms of gathering with people, right? Um, writing down, so you could use a notes app or something like that. But like writing down the important things they need to bring. I've had it so many. I've had it happen to me so many times where I'd forget something because I wouldn't write it down. So writing it down is always a wonderful idea. It'll make sure that you don't forget it, and it'll make sure that you are um, on track in terms of bringing things that you need. Uh, also, to be extra prepared, if you write down the things that you want to talk about, it's really going to help you in terms of remembering the important things that you wanted to say. Because often what happens is um, maybe when we're at shower or um, we're just bed or something, an idea of a question that we might want to ask or want to bring up pop up. And so what, we'll need, what we should really, really be doing is writing them down in, in our notes so that we won't forget when the time comes. So that's definitely very important. Number seven, clear away the, clear away the clutter in your head. When a person is speaking, focus on listening to that person instead of letting your mind wander to other things. Make it a point to try to learn something from listening to the person. I think that last statement is so critical. Believe that there's value in what the other person is saying. You're going to pay attention to what they're saying. So often what we do is our mind will automatically dismiss what the other person is saying because it sees no value in it. Um, this could be based off of our perception of that person. This could be based off of um, a previous statement that they've said that maybe you disagree with or you don't like. But either way, if you don't value their opinion, you're not going to pay attention to it. And if you do value their opinion, you are going to pay really close attention to it. And I think it's what's important. We need to value everyone's opinion, right? Or most people's opinion um we need to we need to value most people's opinion we need to be able to listen to any opinion that that comes our way um, obviously we don't have to believe in it especially if it goes against what you believe then absolutely don't believe in it but um i think i really do think that we should be valuing the other person's opinion because after all they're they are taking time out of their day to speak to you right um, and yeah, often what, what tends to happen or what we tend to do when we're talking to someone else, especially especially if they are intimidating and whatnot, or if you've set an expectation, a pretty high expectation with that person, what tends to happen is we're going to start thinking about what we could say next before they even finish talking about their point. And I think that is a mistake because what the reason that's a mistake is because when we when we end up in a situation where we're focused on ourselves, we, we do not absorb the point they're trying to make. They might have a really important point and we're not going to be able to absorb it because we're too focused on what we're going to say or how we look when talking to that person. So definitely, definitely pay attention to that. All right, number eight, live in the moment. When you are around other people, be as present as possible. Okay, so quite often what we tend to do is 
worry about, you know, what might happen in the future if we make a wrong step or whatnot. Um, or we might, we might start thinking about the past, you know, some of the mistakes that we've made before and whatnot. Um, but either way, what it ends up doing is it ends up taking your focus away from the now. Meaning you're not going to be able to give your all because your mind and your energy is being given to things that either haven't happened or already happened. In other words, kind of irrelevant. So um, what you need to do is remember and you need to continually remind yourself that uh, you can't change the past. You can't dictate the future. What you could do, though, is live in the moment. And that is what you should be focusing on. Try and make the most out of your current situation and run with it from there. Number nine. Go on a 15-minute tour. Walk around, noticing people's workspaces and how people move around the area. Try to pick up on people's feelings and how others affect your feelings. Okay, um, this is great for a work environment, literally perfect for a work environment, but let's uh, assume you're not in a work environment. Let's just, let's just assume that you're not in a work environment, okay? What I would personally recommend is to go outside. And then that's where I want you to just observe just observe nature observe um especially if it's like a busy place right observe people's movements observe your movement observe nature observe uh, everything that's around just just put yourself in every single person and things choose as much as you can and um yeah i think i think also picking up on people's feelings is also um huge trying to predict what they might feel like trying to put yourself in the shoes and be like hey if i was in a situation like that obviously without knowing the backstory but like if i was in a situation like that how would i be feeling or if you see someone let's say who's angry then you could potentially you know be like okay oh is that how i act when i'm angry um is that how i want to act when i'm angry um just just notice things around you basically okay number 10 watch eq at the movies Watch some movies with the objective of watching the character inter interactions and conflicts. Notice how the characters handle the conflict. Challenge yourself to pick up on the clues that conflict may be building. I like this. If you are someone who's very into um, like movies or TV shows or something along the lines of that, um, it's great to pinpoint the great things that are done by characters in there. So like you'll notice a lot of them um in their in the storyline and whatnot. What you'll find is that they're really good at um working around a problem and whatnot. And mo with most movies, if you pay close attention, you could notice those those subtle things that they do that make a world of a difference. Pay close attention to that. So basically what it's suggesting here is watch movies for more than just entertainment, but rather watch it for learning purposes. And I totally agree. Number 11, practice the art of listening. Listening requires focus. It's far more than hearing the words. Listen to the tone, speed, and volume of the voice and how those fluctuate. Are those sending a message beyond what the words say? You won't know unless you fully focus on the person. Yes, yes, yes. This is this is part of what I was talking with regards to nonverbal communication. An important um, part of nonverbal communication is listening to the nonverbal aspect of speaking, right? So, um, things again, things like the tone. I like that. So the 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 tone, the speed, and the volume. 
Um, these are all very, very important things, right? When someone's angry, their tone is not the same as when they're not angry, right? Or when they're happy. These these tones are completely different. Pay attention to that. Pay less attention to the words and more attention to how they're saying it. If someone's speaking extremely fast, um, you could notice that maybe maybe they're in a rush or they have way too much to say. Um, if they're speaking loudly, chances are they're either angry or very passionate, one or the other. Um, pay attention to all of those and and adjust per their um based off of how they're speaking, basically. But you do need to fully focus on the person in order to uh, understand that. Okay. Number 12. Go people watching. Find a public place to watch how people interact with one another. Notice body language. This ties back to um, point nine, which is go on a 15-minute tour. This would be the same idea, right? So just pay attention to, to people and how they interact with each other. Pay attention to... Um, honestly... Looking at people and how they interact with each other will give you a good perspective of how you look from a third party's perspective. Um, basically, how someone else would look at you. So pay close attention to how many to, to the other people that do it, and try and identify what type of what type of um, image you want to portray when you're while talking to people in public. Number thirteen: Understand the rules of culture. So when interacting with those of different culture, observe their body language and manner of speaking. If you aren't sure what behavior would be acceptable, ask questions. I love this. Yes, everyone is different. Everyone has different ways or every culture has different ways of living life, really, right? For, to, from the little things, right? Okay, I'll give you examples. From the food is different. Different cultures have different foods. Um, different cultures have different, um, I guess, rituals, different beliefs, different you know, ways of approaching things, right? Everything is different. So if you're not sure of how one culture operates and works, then it is very, very important that you do um, educate yourself on that. And how you do so is literally just ask them, be like, hey, you know, how do you guys do this? I do this this way. How do you do it, right? And it always helps, by the way, to start by telling them how you do things. Um, it, it'll help them, you know, be more comfortable opening up and whatnot. Number 14, test for accuracy. So to confirm your interpretation of body language, use a reflective question. For example, it looks like you are feeling down about something. Did something happen? So if you see someone feeling a certain way, what you should do is ask them a question about confirming whether the situation is accurate or not. It's and you're gonna there are gonna be times where you get it wrong, there are gonna be times where you underestimated the severity of it and the more you ask the more you identify um the more you're going to get a better understanding of, of how to judge it it's like ai honestly um the more you use a thing the better it gets to understand you that's literally what it is all right 15 step into their shoes so ask yourself if i were this person how would i feel respond or react think about how the person has reacted in similar situations Yeah, um, I think we need to do this a lot more. We tend to almost always think things from our perspective and we forget that um, there's two sides to the discussion. Um, and because of that, we need to be able to put, our, put ourselves in the other person's shoes to sort of understand. We don't necessarily have to agree with them, but we need to, we need to open up to the opportunity, to the idea of understanding their perspective as well. Um, so yeah, that is very, very important to step into the other person's shoes, 
uh, I think it's I think it's crucial, honestly, that we do that. So, yeah. Um, so number sixteen, see the whole picture. So seeking feedback gives you a chance to see how many. Seeking feedback gives you a chance to see how others may view your behavior. What you intend as helpful responses and behaviors may appear unhelpful to other people. For example, others may interpret your attempt at courteous listening as lack of interest in the topic. Yes. Um, this happens so many times uh, where you intend on doing something, right? Your intentions are completely pure and you're, you're just trying to help this person. But that's not how they get help, right? They, they have a different way of approaching things. And I think it's very, very important that we do ask um, them to help identify what form of communication is best for them that is genuinely so crucial um, or how we can help them and the best I forgot where I heard this I'm going to be honest but this was um, this was so so important ask someone how you could help them when they're feeling down when they're not down so in a situation when they're um, when they're doing well right ask them hey yo when you're feeling down what can I do to help you? What is it that I could do to to make you feel better? Like, do you want your space? Do you prefer um, me to comfort you? Like, what is it that you're looking for? And when you're overly excited, do you want me to join you in being overly excited? Or do you want to kind of leave it to yourself? All right, number 17. Catch the mood of the room. When you enter a room, scan it for energy level. How would you describe the mood? Uh, enthusiastic? Bored? somber uh playful cautious angry notice how people arrange themselves alone or in groups which people are animated and which are subdued okay yes uh it's very important when you're entering an environment to adjust to the environment because um, if you enter a hype environment and you are not able to adjust to the environment you're going to feel even worse because the standard has just been set much much higher and because it's much higher, you are way below that standard. And that's going to make you feel bad about yourself. So definitely, definitely, definitely um, make sure you do understand the room. Catch the mood of it. Understand it. And make sure you're able to adjust. If it's, if it's not a mood you could adjust, don't be there. If you need to be there, make yourself adjust to it. Because um, otherwise, you're going to start feeling bad about yourself. And then things are going to go downhill from there. So yeah, um, that'll be it for this episode. Next week, we're going to uh, be finishing off the book. And hopefully there'll be time to do a quick summary of the entire book as well. Um, or just like my final thoughts on, on the book and whatnot. So yeah, I'm so excited for that. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And we will talk next week. I can keep the things we change.